<laughs> we all have them, maybe unintentionally. But does your morning routine move you towards your highest self? Hi, I'm Cam, holistic health coach, mom to two humans and four pets. Hi, I'm Amelia, laboratory scientist by day and food scientist by night. Welcome to our show. Join us as we share our holistic approach to life after 50. You can expect real life stories with a dash of humor and a ton of truth. If it happens in midlife, we're going to talk about it. So hit that subscribe button and follow along. We're the Midlife Mamas. Great question, Cam. I love mornings. I've always been a morning person, I think, since I was probably in my early 20s. So morning routines are very near and dear to my heart, and I'm kind of religious about mine. And um, I want to talk about our morning routines, but it's also super interesting when we started talking about doing this episode that we did a survey, and lots of you listeners have morning routines as well. So we're going to tell you what we heard. Yeah. So on a recent um, Instagram story survey, 67% of you said, yep, I have a morning routine. And out of that, about half of you have fitness involved. And some of the comments were like, well, I don't do fitness every day. Of course, I would not. I wouldn't do fitness every day either. That's like against the midlife plan. So fitness is some mornings. It depends on the day. That's really interesting. And, you know, I'm glad you qualified that, Cam, because maybe we don't know if the 50% said that morning, that fitness was part of their morning routine. Did they say no because they don't do it every day? We don't know. But that, I think 50% is pretty good. Yeah. And that's probably not a very good question to ask anyway. So, yeah. Well, live and learn. So, A lot of you also said that you have quiet time in your morning routine. In fact, a whopping 68% of you said that, which I think is ridiculously cool because that's definitely part of my morning routine. I agree. And when I miss it, I always feel it. So I also asked, what's the you like must include? And the number one answer was coffee. (laughs) So coffee was definitely part of the morning routine. But tied for second was time with your animals, which I love. So we have a lot of animal lovers out there. And then walking, yoga, exercising, devotional, quiet time, all of those things tied for second place is the most common answer. That's really good because I make time for most of those things most every morning. So some of the other answers we got that people include shower, making the bed, getting sunlight, skincare, and water consumption. So all really, really good stuff. Yeah, I love all of these things. And I don't know, what would be your must include? Like if you could pick one thing, Amelia, what would you must do? What is it? I'm going to go with the majority, Cam. It'd probably be coffee. (laughs) I'm with you too. Yeah. I'm with you too. Yeah. I I think coffee is part of it for sure. Um, 100% of you said, if you miss your morning routine, do you notice? 100% said, "Uh uh-huh, we notice it. (laughs) Which Which is really cool. My morning routine flexes a little bit depending on what time I have to be at work. And honestly, I'm one of those people that, you know, doesn't exercise every day in the morning. Sometimes I actually can't do it in the morning and I do it in the afternoon. I know that's not ideal. Um, so that, that changes my morning routine as well. Yeah. So comments, if you miss your morning routine, our comments were, I felt sluggish. I felt off. I felt more stress in my day. My whole day felt off and it definitely affected my mood. And I 100% agree with all of those comments when you miss your morning routine. Yeah. I have to say that I don't feel off if I 
get part of it done and not all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good about like not beating myself up over some item that was missed, but I definitely feel more centered on the days that the morning routine is complete. Yeah. They're like little anchors in your day. Yeah, for so, sure. The final question was, any final thoughts? And one listener said, I can't wait for this episode. I'm so glad you're listening. So this is for you. You know who you are. (laughs) Um, Hot water and lemon in the morning. It's And that's actually really great for digestion. So that was something else that someone added. Um, Having a morning routine is a goal of mine. So hopefully you'll have some little anchors that you can add to your morning after this episode. And then this one I love. And um, cleaning up the night before sets me up for success in the morning. That is 100% me. I am one that never leaves dishes in the sink or the counter unwiped. Like I want the house picked up. So in the morning, I'm ready to go. How about you? Uh, I'm not that good, but it does kind of (laughs) harken back to an episode we did before Cam. I think it was probably in December. I'd have to go back and look where we talked about setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. I think it was one of a three-part series, but this is exactly what this is talking about. And I think it's a tremendous asset to being your best self is to set yourself up. And this is one way to do it. Yeah. So I think it was a gift to your future self. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So cleaning up, like for me, the kitchen, like I just have to have a clean kitchen before I start anything in there. And my husband's not the neatest. (laughs) Sometimes there's extra crumbs and stuff. So my first thing in there is I get in there and I clean the counters and I put everything away if there's anything that needs to be done before I start anything. So that's just one of my things. (laughs) Well, Um, I wish I was that good. I have the opposite. Like I'll do the cooking and then I do leave the dishes. And then in the morning, my spouse cleans it up so that when I get home in the afternoon from work, it's spotless. So I start with a clean. He says, he'll say to me when I come home, I cleaned your palate. That's how he puts it. I'm like, oh, thank you, honey. That's not really related to my morning routine, but I kind of dictate his as well. Well, he's just (laughs) setting it up so you can make him a scrumptious dinner. Yeah, that's what he says. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's interesting that right before we decided on this topic, one of my um, one-on-one clients, she has something called the savers, which is part of her morning routine. And she, on a recent call, she noticed that something was off and she had gotten away from hers. Hers is very specific. So we're going to share the details of that. So savers, S stands for script. A stands for affirmation. V stands for visualization. Hello. And E for exercise, R for reading, and S for silence. And she does it in a different order. But those letters help her remind like all the parts of her morning routine. Now, does she come up with that on her own or is that a borrowed concept? You know, she didn't tell me that part. um, So I'm not sure. I'm I'm fascinated. I mean, that is fairly prescriptive. So if you're new to this, you may not want to do, you know, try to do all of those to start out or you might, I don't know. I think for me, I'd be a little overwhelmed with it at first, Mm -hmm. but I love the idea of an acronym to help you hit all of the points. Yeah. And so her specific morning routine starts with box breathing and prayers before you get out of bed. And this happens to be part of my own personal routine. When I am wearing a continuous glucose monitor, if I jump out of bed and I'm on go, there's something called the dawn phenomenon and your blood sugar spikes like crazy. And if I don't take the time in the morning to wake up gently and breathe and get my head on straight before I put my feet on the ground, my blood sugar spikes. And then you're starting the day with a spiked blood sugar. So it's interesting how this little tiny thing, just taking a moment, waking up gently, being kind to yourself before you put your feet on the ground really matters physically on the inside. 
Is it your understanding that that is physiologically way we all work or do you think that's unique to you? No, it's a, it's a thing. I, <laughs> I didn't make it up. Yeah. No, 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 I knew you didn't make it up. I just didn't know like, yeah, cause you, you gave a name to it. So that's really yeah. cool. I didn't know that cause I haven't worn a glucose monitor. So that's a really good tip. Yeah. So it just, it t- just takes a moment and you can do this and you don't have to wear a glucose monitor, but just maybe breathe, check in with your body, you know, s- say a prayer, find gratitude, whatever your practice is before you start your day on high alert. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Very good. I love it. Yeah. So then, you know, and the other things would include like brushing your teeth, lemon water. We mentioned earlier, that's great for digestion before coffee. So I have mine flipped. I usually do coffee, then lemon water. And I know that quote unquote, you should do it the other way, but shoulds are, you know, shoulds are shoulds. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. do it my way. <laughs> yeah. Do you do lemon water? Actually, no. Um, I start my day fasting with only black coffee and water. I will occasionally, we've talked about this in a couple of episodes with regard to electrolyte balance. Sometimes I'll put a little bit of a packet of the element in there, which Mm -hmm. is salty, but it's not got the lemon in there. So um, usually my lemon or digestive aid, which I use ginger as well, comes in the form of the smoothie that I drink for breakfast most often around 10 o'clock. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of putting mineral salt in your water. In fact, I'm drinking water right now. And I finally got some of the Redmond salt, which is my hand mine from Utah. So it's mountain salt. And um, I love it. My body craves it. And there's so many little tiny minerals in there that just support your cells. So you could use that or element, you know, I've, I've experimented with element in the past week. I like it. It's a little sweet for me. It, but it I is like sweet. It. I, I agree with you. That's why I only use part of a packet usually. Oh, that's a great tip. Thanks, Amelia. <laughs> yeah, and it depends on what flavor. Some of the flavors to me are a lot more flavorful than others. Uh-huh. But yeah, especially if you're not going to put it in a ridiculous volume, a, a part of a packet is a, a really good way yeah. to go. Yeah. And then my client continues with like a daily reading or meditation, a journal, and that could be like five minutes of reading and then five minutes of yoga or stretching, something like that. And then she goes into visualization and affirmations. And this is the coolest thing. I really like this. Um, In the end, she takes three personal things and three work things that she wants to accomplish in a day. And that might sound like a lot. You may want to start with less than that. And she writes them on like a three by five card and she takes it with her to her meditation place or her, or her work desk. And that way she has those intentions with her throughout the day, like physically has them, which I thought was really cool. I totally agree. Did she say if she doesn't achieve them, if she feels any kind of um, disappointment or dissatisfaction at the end of the day? No, she did not mention that. Nope. And I think just in general, you know, if we're setting our intentions, I think that starts the ball rolling and chances are this is starting her day on the right foot and she misses it when it's not there. And so I think there's um, grace and understanding for yourself. I don't know. I agree (laughs) with you. And I think that's a great point that these are intentions, not Mm -hmm. have tos. And we Mm -hmm. have to, you know, look at it with grace and gratitude so that it doesn't become another to-do list, right? Yeah, we don't want another to-do list. And this person in particular likes to-do lists. And I think a lot of us do. And so, yeah, you have to be gentle and kind with yourself when it comes to things like this. This is just something that anchors her day. And she misses it when it's not there. So, yeah. 
Sorry, I love the fact that you talked about waking up gently. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time in the not very distant past where I always jumped out of bed and it was just like, got to go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And just as you and I have gotten to be friends and we've talked so much about the power of sleep, I'm very um, conscious of the way in which I wake up. And it was kind of happened by accident. It was kind of like, oh, um, I'm, I feel my body awakening. And sometimes like this morning, I felt fairly awake, but I didn't see much light coming in or any light, honestly. And I thought, I don't know what time it is, but I'm just going <laughs> to lay here for a few minutes and maybe uh-huh. I'll go back to sleep and maybe I don't. So it was just a gentle like internal hug and it felt so good. And when I did finally get up like 25 minutes later, I felt great. I'm like, I am ready. I'm excited about this day. It's going to be a great day. Yeah, it, that's so funny. So I had a very similar experience. We finally, the blackout shades are in our house and it's been a week now. And I didn't realize how much I use the sun to decide when I'm getting out of bed and it's dark and I don't know what time it is. <laughs> so um, I think I slept until 7.15 the other morning and 8, was it 8.15 this morning? Wow, I'm, impre- I'm impressed. So you're, it sounds like your circadian rhythm is pretty accurate anyway. Within, you know, a, a, like you're not sleeping until 11 a.m. So it sounds no, like no, you're, no. you're pretty accurate with your rhythm. Uh, there was a time period since we started this podcast. Literally, I was going to bed at sunset and waking up at sunrise. And now these curtains have, and then it got off a little bit because it does. But then the curtains are really throwing a kink into it. So I feel a little off on my morning routine. Um, and I think it's be <laughs> if I don't have to be somewhere, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> this extra sleeping in the morning, I feel amazing. I feel amazing the last two days in particular. Um but yeah, it's, uh, everything's a little off. <laughs> I just, I've become more, I've, I have more days of feeling amazing because of good sleep. And I was telling my daughter, she was, I was overcoming a head cold and lamenting the fact that she hadn't gone to the gym. And I'm like, honey, sleep is so much more important. Let your body rest and repair itself and heal. And that exercise will come naturally. And as I've really, really embraced that, not just telling that to myself, but really living it, it's made a world of difference in how I feel. Right. Instead of being guilty, feeling guilty. Yes. For not going to, yeah. Why? There's no time for that. <laughs> totally, totally agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's part of the midlife awakening. Like, okay, so this is where I am. This is what my body can do. And like a greater understanding of what you need and like caring for yourself. Like you've cared forever, others forever and ever. Like now you're doing it for yourself. It feels amazing. It does feel amazing. And we don't have to prove anything to anybody else. No. So, <laughs> no. you know, that that's, a, a, again, I think a part of the midlife awakening or it has uh-huh. been for me that it's just uh-huh. like, you know what, it's all going to be fine. Yeah, it's all going to be fine. So let's hear more about your morning routine. Tell us about your day. Absolutely. So um, I do occasionally get up super early at like 445 to hit Uh, an exercise class at 5.30. And the first couple of times I did that, I thought, I'm going to die at about two o'clock this afternoon. Um, and actually, before I changed jobs, that was kind of true. I did get really sleepy. But the last few times I've done it, you know, I sail through the day beautifully. Now, I'm tired at six o'clock at night. So that may be one, maybe two days a week that I hit a 5.30 a.m. exercise class. And I feel really good about that. Other than that, I get up. I make coffee for my husband and myself. I take some supplements with some water. And then I sit down and I spend it's gotten longer and longer over the years. It started out being like 
10 minutes of a devotional and meditation time. And now I feel cheated if it's not 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and in fact, sometimes I think my husband will wake up and see that I'm in the den doing my devotional and he won't even come in the room because it's that time is sacred. So um, that's like 30 minutes. And then if I haven't, you know, gone to the gym, whatever, I take my shower, I get ready for work. Usually I'll make a smoothie for my husband and I and put his in the refrigerator and I take mine with me, make my lunch and I'm out the door. So my morning routine is fairly extensive. Let's just say it's a day that I don't go to the gym. I'll get up at 530 and not leave for the office until about 730. And that mm-hmm. amount of time really gets me centered for the day. And I feel so much better than when I jump out of bed and feel rushed. So I really like a lengthy morning routine. You know, I'm, I'm with you on that. And it takes me back to like when I was teaching elementary school and you had to get the kids ready and out the door and you had to be like in your classroom at 730 a.m. That's just not my style anymore. <laughs> but there was so much stress, like getting going. And, and I felt like at, during that time of life, I was the last one on the list. Like, you know, the cats had to be fed. The kids had to be fed. Their lunches had to be packed. We had to be there, like all that, you know. I don't sure. Know. Sure. I can, I can believe that. Um, when I worked in the hospital and had to be at work at 6.30 a.m., it was usually eight o'clock before I felt normal. And it wasn't mm-hmm. because of the coffee. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I was needing a lot of coffee. It was time to settle into my day. And mm-hmm. so now my workday typically doesn't start until around 8.30 and mm-hmm. it's perfect. I found that that for me, as far as work time and productive mental time for work. Now, I feel like I'm mentally aware and with it during my devotional time, but it's more of a meditative state instead mm-hmm. of a productive state. And so I think eight, eight to nine o'clock in the morning is the time at which I feel like, yes, I'm ready to get started for the day for work. I love that. I love that. Getting ready for this episode, I noticed that my own personal routine has some holes in it and things, you know, it's, we're coming out of winter and it's been cold and dark and I'm not into cold. And I've noticed that I have some holes in my own personal routine that I'm ready to implement back now that we're getting warmer. Hopefully (laughs) it's 30 something here today, but hopefully there's coming, hopefully warmer temperatures are coming. Um, I noticed that oftentimes I'll get up coffee is up gently wake up and then I'll get my coffee. And I've started doing something recently that I love in my coffee. I always add collagen. So each scoop is 10 grams of collagen. But um, this week I started adding a scoop of, it is uh, vanilla primal protein, yeah. I don't know, coconut. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, Amelia. it's delicious. It's so oh good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So a scoop of collagen and a scoop of protein powder in my coffee. It's like frothy and I love it. I absolutely love it. So my morning routine does include two cups of coffee and now I've added <laughs> this extra 20 grams of protein with two cups. So I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm, I feel good about that. But what I notice is then I go straight to my phone or my laptop and I get into work and I check whatever's going on in my business. And I need, I need more space between coffee and working. That's what I've noticed. Well, that's interesting because I'm sure it feels okay. I've I've noticed something similar because Mm -hmm. my phone is plugged in, in the kitchen and it's like literally maybe six inches from the back of the coffee maker. And Mm -hmm. so I've had to make a conscious effort not to look at it, not to see who's texted me because I go to bed early, Cam. And so I will occasionally get texts in the night, not to see any notifications from any social media because it gives me anxiety and I'll think Mm -hmm. about what I need to do. So I, I think sometimes the 
line between our personal work, our personal lives and needs and our work life, especially because for you, that's that is digital. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to blur that and to feel like you're waking up gently and you're relaxing into it when indeed it may actually be a stressful to do some of those things. Yeah. And I know like on Tuesday mornings, I wake up and I keep track of all my numbers and anyway, and then I write the newsletter that goes out Wednesday. So my Tuesday routine feels good about like that. But on the other days, what what am I doing? <laughs> like what's what, what's my plan here? I need more space. Um, when it was warmer, my husband and I we would walk the dogs. You know, you know, we would walk the dogs probably in the eight o'clock hour, definitely before nine o'clock, and that was such a nice way to then. And then I would go into work, and then my calls start at ten. I don't take calls before ten just because that's it's my business and I can choose yeah, that. But um, yeah, putting that boundary together, but. Yeah, I've just noticed that I'm missing some me time between waking up, coffee, and work. So thanks for this episode, Amelia. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. And I, th I think it's, you know, because you don't go to a physical office like I do. See, mm -hmm. for me, it's easy. I mean, I have to actually... I mean, honestly, I could open my computer at home. I could do that. But it, it feels easy to just stick the computer in the bag and walk out the door to work. And I have mm -hmm. a lengthy commute, a longer commute than I've ever had before. And I thought I'd hate it. And I absolutely love it. I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to inspirational music. I can listen to our podcast. Like there's mm -hmm. so much I use in that time that is for me. And it's just, it's absolutely fabulous. I absolutely love it. That's great. That's, I love I love alone time too. I do drive to Indiana every other week or so. I'm in a women's group and I also want to bring them up. Um, and I like it. So it's about 45 minute drive. So that's my time alone driving. And I often listen to podcasts, usually ours, <laughs> where I kept up, kept up, keep up on my business coaches podcasts anyway. But um, I was asking the ladies we met this past Thursday, like, what do they do? And, you know, they a lot of times they'll be reading like a page of daily devotional or something like that in journaling. That was a very common answer. And some people do that at the beginning of the day, but not everyone. Some people end their day with gratitude or journaling. Have you ever done that? Do you ever end your day with gratitude? I have, I have I have tried that and it didn't work for me. But interestingly, mm -hmm. my mother does that. I think she probably does a devotion in the morning and in the evening, honestly. But mm -hmm. she and I both use the devotional called Jesus Calling. And mine is like so worn out. But sometimes I'll say something to her about it and she'll be like, oh, well, I'll read. I do that in the evening or something like that. So mm -hmm. I'm aware that that works for a lot of people. My brain for processing kind of begins to shut down about 6 p.m. And so uh, while I could do the gratitude part, I don't want to engage in an activity that requires a lot of mental gyrations, if that makes any sense. Well, sure. In the gratitude journal I'm speaking of, she would just like go through her day and she was oh, just gotcha. saying, I'm grateful. I was grateful. I got to see my friends today. I'm grateful. It's just like a yeah. way to wrap up your day. Yeah, that and makes I sense. Can I can imagine that that routine in the evening will also set you up for a better night's sleep, which will lead to a better morning, I'm guessing. So, yeah, I'll have to revisit that because I really like it. For a few weeks, years ago, I had an actual notebook that someone had given me that was a gratitude journal, and I tried it mm -hmm. and, um, 
then I just kind of fell away from the practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I think she does 10, but let's say like five things that you're grateful for. I mean, that's pretty amazing. You don't have to do 10, yeah, you know, exactly. P- pick a number that feels good. I, I think that's something I'm interested in adding back to my life. I used to do it when my son, who's 25 today, by the way, when he was little, I did a gratitude journal. So <laughs> maybe I should get back to it after all these years. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I don't think it, that you can go wrong with a gratitude practice any time of the day. So Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah. The other thing, you know, getting ready for this episode, I have this great book. It's called The Daily Dose of Women's Wisdom. And it's by Dr. Northrup. And it's just like a little quote of the day. And it doesn't, it's not, there's not, they're not numbered. But what I do is I just kind of like be quiet and still and I flip the pages and I open it. And whatever message is there, I like try to carry that with me. And I've only done this for this past week. I've put the book what, away, I guess, when I What's moved. the book anyway. called? I'm going to document that. What's yeah, the book it's called? called The Daily Dose of Women's Wisdom. And it's all about midlife women. I mean, this oh, is exactly that. it. Yeah. So let's see what, let's just play this game and see what happens here. Very good. Um, okay. ha- Have you heard of, have you seen the book? I got it as a gift one time, uh, Meditations from the Mat. It's actually meant to be a meditative practice before you do yoga. But I think any book like that, it doesn't have to be when you do yoga. It could be mm-hmm. anytime. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know that book. So I just randomly opened the page in this book, and this is what came up. Are you ready? Yep, ready. <laughs> Midlife is a call to wake up from your family trance. To thrive, you just let go. Your soul take the lead from here on out. Whoa. <laughs> Very good. I mean, that's so powerful for any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all different, like little messages. But yeah, so that's my, I'm trying to incorporate that back into my life. I know that you've been a, a fan of Dr. Northrup for a while. Did, mm-hmm. did you just stumble on this book or is this a new publication? Um, You know, uh, it's been a few years since I've had it. Let's see what the... So it was published in 2017. So it's been a while yeah, since I've had okay. it. Well, yeah. it should be fairly readily available. I'm making notes so that all um, some of the stuff I can put in the show notes Perfect. for people with maybe some Amazon links or something. And uh, awesome. yeah, so everybody can use it. Yeah. Do you have any final words about your morning routine? Uh, the only final bit of wisdom I would say is to check in with yourself, um, and see what feels good and what doesn't let go of the things that don't feel good and embrace things that do try some new things. Um, I love the routine, but you know, it's, it's nice that you found that you might have some holes in your Mm -hmm. morning routine. So I just say experiment. Remember you're an experiment of one. Thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at midlife.mamas. For all of our other contact info, check out the show description below, and we will talk to you next week.